Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome back. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast. It's Sunday, July 9th. Nice Sunday here. We're almost here at the MLB All-Star break, so one of the last lights you can play before we get there, so make sure you hop in and enjoy it. Locks early today, 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time, so U.S. Coasters. Make sure you get up early, get those lineups in. Uh, you know, 10 games here. We got a good slate. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always here with my co-host, Mr. Chuck. Travis, Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, buddy? Good, good. Uh, just uh, excited, for, well, kind of excited for this slate. Like, I don't get Clayton Kershaw, which is annoying, which I was hoping I'd get. Uh, of course, we don't get him because he's in the 4 o'clock games, and they put cores on the Sunday slate, which they no, normally don't. So that's really annoying. But uh, other than that, good, I guess. Uh, just I think this slate is uh, I'm just going to mainly play tournaments and kind of, uh, you know, just going to the all-star break without having to deal with a uh, an annoying cash game day. So that's just my, my first look on the slate what i'm thinking right now but uh pretty good day though had a good uh good nascar good WNBA, even cfl every sport didn't do too bad mlb today so pretty fun day yeah uh i saw the DraftKings at WNBA now which is you know kind of been your forte lately you've been uh you're a staff writer now for roto grinders for WNBA, so it's really cool to to see you doing some work on that i've been hearing lots of uh positive reviews on your WNBA work uh, how do you feel about the WNBA product on uh DraftKings, travis Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, there's just too much overlay. Uh, I mean, there's a twelve. What was it? Twelve thousand people. It was like twelve thousand something people was like the entry. Uh, not the entry. The the amount of people in the tournament, and uh, I think it only filled at like seven thousand eight hundred. So there's just tons of overlay. It's insane. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, had you know was able to attack that, and it's only twenty entry max too. So they, uh, it's one of those things that uh, has been. I think hurting DraftKings a little bit, but it's helping us obviously with all the overlay. So they, they even made tomorrow's contest a five dollar, so they're able to do like one hundred fifty max uh, for that, so people can get more uh, entries in. Uh, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely ran pretty well today with uh, all my teams and whatnot, and uh, my picks ended up doing well. So can't complain. Are we gonna have uh, some WNBA life when the MLB All Star break uh, comes around? We we got no MLB to play. Think uh, WNBA is gonna be be uh, the way to go to keep keep uh, some DFS going. Yeah, Wednesday there's a uh, there's like uh, like Fandle's been planning for like this big crossover like WNBA contest like it's probably really big and it's like a four game slate so uh, I'm curious how many people will be uh, degening it up jumping in and just playing that contest because I think it's gonna be a pretty big prize pool but we'll see uh, it should be fun yeah yeah I, I remember uh, during the NBA All Star break. A uh, bunch of guys just started hopping into the hockey contest just to see what was going on, and um, ended up being a, a total fish fest for all, all the sharks out there uh, that play hockey, you know, big time. So you know they love that, but um, but yeah, you know, WNBA, you know, I, I feel like since it's a new product, there's really not that many 
uh, experts, so to speak, out there. But I know that you've been digging deep and doing lots of research. So I definitely suggest that you go over. If you want an edge, you want to build some good WNBA lineups, go ahead, check out Travis's content here on Roto Grinders. Lots of good content here to check out. So um, definitely, definitely do that. Um, but as I said, you know, we got MLB. We got a couple more days here before the All-Star break. So let's uh, let's enjoy these days here and, and uh, have some fun with some DFS for MLB. Ten games here, 105 p.m. lock. Uh, I think we should uh, we should go ahead and hop right into it, start covering these games. Uh, but uh, but real quick before that, give us both a follow on Twitter. My handle is at real Joshua Giant. That's at real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. M A N G O N E. Anything else you want to mention here, Travis? Before we hop into pitching. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's head right into the pitching. All right. So, um, you know, interesting slate here. You know, roster construction is going to come down to, to what route you want to go because we do have some options here at pitching to pay up for. But uh, we also have cores added onto the slate, which Travis mentioned earlier. He's not, he's not too happy about. But um, so, you know, if you want to pay up for those bats at cores, it's going to be tough to, to jam in some high-priced pitching too. So you got to figure out what route you want to go. But uh, we'll start with uh, – We'll start with you, Darvish, here. Why don't we start here at you, Darvish? Uh, 11.6 on DK for me. The price is just too hefty for you know a, a hot game in Texas, and, and I know that the matchup is, is kind of decent against the Angels, but they have been hitting a bit li- better lately uh, just for the hitting environment and the price and, and you know other options that are like better point per dollar. I'll probably stay away from Darvish here on DraftKings, but on FanDuel and 9.4K, it might spark some tournament interest because you know, we, we, Darvish does have – Good tournament upside, and, and he's someone that we can uh, we can look to for some big strikeouts. And like I said, I know it's a hot day in Texas, and I know that it's it's a good hitting environment uh, for these hitters. But um, this Angels lineup without Trout, uh, you know, they've been staying alive somehow. We talked about that earlier. We we're talking about you know how, how the Angels have stayed alive uh, without Trout, and it's kind of been pretty amazing to watch. But uh, you know, strikeout rate is down sixteen point three percent to righties, but their ISO's you know pretty down too at one fifty five. Well, but three twelve. Um, you know, so they're not, you know, really crushing, crushing the ball. They're just kind of stringing together some hits and scoring some runs and winning games. Uh, I, I see Darvish, you know, having a good game here. I'm just not sure how great it's going to be. Like I said, not interested in that price tag on DraftKings, but I'm fan a little bit of tournament interest there. Travis, how do you feel about Darvish on this slate? Uh, I mean, DraftKings, it just sounds insane to play him uh, in tournaments. Like, uh, just um, there's no way I would pay that price tag. Even like, I haven't really done like cash game builds yet, but like, because I'm probably not, I'm not going to play cash tomorrow. But like, even at 11.6, that just seems like a ridiculous price tag for me. Uh, I mean, if you have the money, sure, I get it. Like, the strikeout upside's there, but I, I'm going to pass against an angel scene. It doesn't strike out a ton. Uh, it's just. Just doesn't seem like the right spot to pay up there. On Fandle, it's more interesting at 9-4, right? Like David Price is more than him, Chris Archer, and Lester. Like I, I think there's I think there's tournament winning upside there at that price tag, and you're able to get in like good enough bats where you're feeling confident. But uh like on DraftKings, I don't know. I mean I get you compare him with another cheap SB2, but uh I don't know. I don't really like paying up for my uh starting pitchers right now. I like trying to find these cheaper guys that have some upside and uh try and win there. But uh I think Darvish is a Darvish is a good tournament play and I'm just gonna keep him keep him at that and more so on Fandle than DraftKings for me. All right, let's look at another pitcher that usually has a good amount of upside, but really not loving this matchup. He does have the park upgrade throwing at home in Tropicana. Talking about Chris Archer here. Ten point seven on DraftKings and over on FanDuel. 
He is 9.9, so priced up on both sites. But, uh, you know, this Boston team, man, they just they don't strike out a ton versus Rays. Just a 15.2% strikeout rate. Now, their ISO has been down at 136, um, and their WOBA at 325 against righties. But mainly looking at that ISO, super low ISO, and they are in a pitcher's park. So, uh, you know, that home run upside is really not anything to be too afraid of. But, you know, with the strikeouts not being that high and, you know, uh, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a weird spot here. Like I think that you could pay up for Archer in tournaments if you're trying to find some strikeout upside because you know 27.4 percent strikeout rate to righties, 30.2 percent to lefties. Um, and we'll probably see a good amount to lefties in this line. We'll probably see some Bradley, some Benintendi, some Moreland. Uh, I don't know. I just you know, Archer I think has the talent and the upside to throw good in this matchup, but I just don't know if this is. Um, this is the spot I want to go and pay up, you know, at this price tag. If this is, this is like on this slate, I think we have better options point per dollar. So I'll probably pass on Archer on this slate. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got strikeout upside. I think something to really like note for this slate is it's the day before the all-star break. Like we're going to get some stupid lineups tomorrow. Like uh, guys just getting off days, right? That extra day of rest is, uh, you know, something they might give a lot of guys, you know, some of the all-stars too, right? Like, I mean, is it crazy? What if, like, you know, like a couple Boston guys sit? Uh, that lineup could be really bad. So, I don't know. We're, I don't think there's, like, a spot at pitcher that I'm really, like, in love with. I mean, there's some spots that I like, but, like, I really think the lineups are really going to dictate what I do. For instance, I went a lot of Luis Castillo today. The uh, reason why is, like, that that Diamondbacks lineup they trotted out today was absolutely atrocious. Uh, it was like the Diamondbacks are really good at throwing out some like really bad lineup sometimes. And today was the day like Descalso first and Herman second, and then like uh, Goldschmidt and then Lamb and then like just a bunch of scrubs after that, right? Like uh, like Drury, Owings. Uh, there was no Pollock, no Peralta. Like stuff like that is something that you need to watch. And if you see that and there's like a guy that has strikeout upside, I'm definitely interested. Uh, say they do sit Mookie Betts, right? Say they sit him. Say they sit uh, Xander Bogarts and then, uh, I don't know, Hanley Ramirez. Like, I don't know. I just don't think it's that crazy, too. Like, I think a lot of these SPs are in play for me and, like, I'm going to have interest in uh, because they are all have different, you know, they have strikeout upside, right? And I'm just going to, like, look at the lineups and see. It's something that's going to be really important for me tomorrow when making my teams. Uh, but for the whole, right, like, Chris Harcher has a ton of strikeout upside. Uh, I don't mind buying on him if you can fit him in your team. Uh, like, again, I just think getting in like your favorite stack is really important to be able to get the bats. So if you can't get in the bats with uh, Chris Archer that you want, uh, I don't think you need to play him. I think you can find other options, but he's again, he's a tournament option that has strikeout upside that should always be in consideration. Yeah. On the flip side of that matchup, um, I, re- I really do have a lot of interest in price here. I know you're not the biggest price fan and um, he did say something uh, recently. I posted the article over on my Twitter about how he's having a hard time gripping the ball. He's getting blisters on his fingers, but He's, you know, had a couple of good outings when he's come out now. He's, he's getting back into form, and I think this is a good matchup here. Like I said, uh, has that park upgrade in Tampa Bay. So Tropicana, a very pitcher-friendly park. And this Tampa Bay offense, man, they strike out a ton versus lefties. Their strikeout rate against lefties here is 28.1%. Now, while Price hasn't had the crazy strikeout upside that, you know, we saw from earlier in his career, like 226 to righties, 205 to lefties, uh, he's still David Price, and you know he's got a matchup against a team that strikes out a ton to lefties. So uh, I think it fits well here to to go ahead and get some price in the lineups on DraftKings for a nine point six. He, he's a, you know priced up nine point five on FanDuel. 
I I don't think it's I don't think it would be a bad move to get some price into the lineups here. He's one of my top pitchers on the slate, one of my top options. So uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna be uh, rolling out some price in my lineups. How do you feel about price here, Travis? Yeah, I uh, I mean I get it right. Like it's the Rays; they strike out a ton. You want to have interest in price because of that. Like I'd interest him in a Texas start because of the strikeout upside and how like the pitching slate wasn't the greatest. Uh, I mean, this pitching slate is definitely better than the one that we were talking about when that happened. Um, but I, I think price is a tournament option to consider just alone because it's the Rays. It's in a better ballpark, so that's nice. Uh, I'm going to have interest in him, but just a little bit. And like I said, that man, like that Rays lineup could be ugly tomorrow. Like we see on the Rays trot out a couple of ugly lineups this week. Like that lineup could be really bad. Uh, so uh, again, I think price is a guy to consider. He's going to be in the tournament uh, consideration and then, uh, you know, he'll be a guy. I think I'll get a little bit of exposure to and uh, have to kind of narrow down my exposure to pitchers as the slate goes on uh, just because I need to, you know, as lineups come out, try and figure that out. But he's another guy. Like I get, I get the reason for having interest in him uh, on a site like Fanduel. Like I probably rather just go one of these other pitchers. Cause he's like, so close in price to them, right? Like Lester's 10-4, Archer's 9-9, Price is 9-5, and Darvish is 9-4. Like Jimmy Nelson, 9-3, Tanaka, 9K. Like, I mean, they're all around like that same price tier. Uh, I think I'd rather just play David Price for 9-6 on DraftKings instead uh, in order to get my exposure. Uh, Just seems like a better idea for me. Yeah, yeah, some fair points there. Uh, Speaking of which, you just um, brought up Tanaka. Tanaka has a good matchup here against Milwaukee. Uh, they strike out a ton against Rays, 26%, and he's at home at Yankee Stadium. So gets that good park upgrade. Really only favors lefties, and there's only a few lefties in this lineup we have to worry about. So uh, I think that he has to strike out upside here to put out a good outing. Um, like you mentioned, he is priced up 9.8 on DraftKings and 9K on FanDuel. So, uh, you know, you are going to have to pay for him, but I, I think that there's definitely uh, some merit to playing Tanaka here against a team that strikes out a ton. And uh, his strikeouts have been up as of recently. So how do you feel about Tanaka here, Travis? Uh, I don't know. Not really a Tanaka guy. I never really get him right. Uh, Brewers run total is like a 4.25. Wind's going to be blowing out nine miles an hour. It should be hot. I just just think there's better plays that, like, I'd rather just pay down 1K, like not 1K, 1.8K, right? Like I'd rather pay down $200 for David Price or pay down uh, 1.8K for, or not 1.8K, $800, sorry, $800 for John Lester on DraftKings. Like that just makes more sense to me to do that. Uh, And then on FanDuel, like I'd rather just pay $400 more for you, Darvish. Uh, I just don't think he's, you know, wherever I look for, look to get my uh, Tanaka exposure, I just feel like there's better plays there that uh, have more upside. So I'm going to end up passing on Tanaka, I think, honestly. I get it, right? Uh, it's similar to David Price, right? It's a it's a high strikeout up uh, upside matchup, um, but he's not in a good not in a good pitcher's park, and David Price is. So I'd rather just go to him instead, take take the chance with that. Uh, and man, like the Brewers have just been, uh, they've been a little bit scary this season. Uh, I know the Rays have been scary too, but uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's better plays everywhere I look uh, when I see Tanaka's price tag. There's other guys I'd rather pivot to. Yeah. Uh, I can understand that there are there's, there are a lot of pitching options on the slate, and you could kind of make a case for a lot of these guys. Uh, another guy we talk about Jimmy Nelson on the flip side of the Yankee matchup. Is there any interest for you there in Jimmy Nelson? 
No, like Yankees, 5.25 run total. Uh, it's just that Jimmy Nelson, nah, I'm not going to end up playing him. I think Jimmy Nelson has been pretty good this year, but this is definitely not the right spot for him. Uh, uh, dude, DraftKings like John Lester is like such a good play at 9K. I'm wondering uh, if, I mean, he's definitely going to be chalky. He's probably going to be like the uh, the cash game play. Like it makes a ton of sense. Um, but I don't know if I want to uh you know, on like Vandal, probably not going to pay it for him because I doubt I'll be able to get in all the bats that I want. Uh, DraftKings, I feel like he's like a really strong SP1 option, uh, even in tournaments too. I guess the one concern is like ownership, right? Like uh, Jake Arrieta kind of got blown up uh, today at 50% ownership, right? In, uh, in the $8 I was seeing. Yeah, I think in the $8 was like 50% ownership when I looked at that. Uh, and I just, whew, I mean, if Lester's going to be super high owned, there's reasons like, if he's a 50% on pitcher, there's reasons to consider that, but I don't think it'll be that high. Uh, there's a chance he maybe gets that high at nine K, but I think Lester is like definitely the, definitely the cash game option on DraftKings, And he's a guy I'm going to have interest in, in tournaments, uh, throughout the industry. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of pricing differences between the sites and it's like, you know, 10.4 K on Fanduel for Lester. No interest there, but yeah, definitely for sure. Nine K on, on DraftKings is, is a great price. You know, you just got to be careful. These Pittsburgh bats are scrappy and they can uh, knock you around a little bit and put up some runs. And, uh, you know, we saw that happen with Arietta earlier, uh, yesterday. Um, so, Definitely something. He also got no strikeouts too. That was like the concern. That was a concern. He well, didn't Pittsburgh get a ton doesn't of strike out. A ton. Yeah, you know they don't. I know. I know. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a little concerning uh, for sure that the strikeouts aren't really there. But nine K is just such a good is such a good price tag for a guy like uh, John Lester, who's been uh, been really you know he's been really good this year. Uh, he's just getting tons of Ks. Like he's got a against lefties thirty four percent K percentage, righties twenty two point two percent. Again, like let, let's. I'm, this is going to be like a common trend, but let's wait and see what the lineup is uh, and then try and make a decision because that's something you're going to have to decide. Like the lineups are could be really ugly tomorrow. I might be wrong. Maybe the people play like their same exact, uh, you know, normal lineups, but I'm sure some lineups will be a little interesting and make some pitchers uh, better plays on the slate because of that. One thing that's interesting to me is we see Brad Peacock here in Toronto against the Blue Jays, and he's been a pretty solid favorite in most of his matchups um, this season. And we see him as an underdog, only a slight underdog here, but you know the Blue Jays have a higher implied run total than the Astros right now, going against J.A. Happ. So, uh, you know, Peacock is a guy that has great stuff. He really mixes up speeds well, hits his spots. Very, like, patient pitcher, you know, like, picks where he wants to go with each pitch and, um, you know, has a lot of a lot of strikeout upside for sure. 38.2% strikeouts for righties this season, which is absolutely bonkers. And 29.5% to lefties. Ground ball stuff is great. But, uh, you know, the issue is the strikeout rate against the Blue Jays at 19.7% is not something that, you know, is particularly uh, something to pick on. But at the same time, it's really uh, – it's really not like low enough to where it should scare you too much off this matchup. The only real concern here is like, you know, that ballpark downgrade in Toronto is just such a good hitters park. So, uh, and plus, you know, Peacock's price tag, you know, nine point four on DraftKings and uh, over on FanDuel, he is. Uh, uh, where is where's Peacock priced here on FanDuel? He's eight point one. That's See, why you brought him. There you go. He's eight point one. Would, would you rather just buy him there? I would it's, like it's, him a lot I think this, there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy on this slate to like play with DraftKings and FanDuel and like buy pitchers where they're lower on each site. Like I think like the ones that you have interest in, I think that's the like that's a really good way to play this slate out. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that you should definitely make sure you you pay attention to the pricing here because the pricing has been a little bit different on both sites, and uh, especially relative to the cap that you have to spend, and you want to spend that allotment you know properly. So uh, while like one guy is a great play on one site, might not necessarily mean he is on the other site. Just got to go based on the relative pricing. And you know, Peacock is a good example of that. 8.1 on FanDuel is much, much better than 9.4 on DraftKings here. So um, would be interested in on FanDuel, not on DraftKings. On the flip side of that, any interest in J.A. Happ here against the Astros? No, I mean, that that just doesn't seem like the right play for me. Uh, Jay, the Astros are just a really good team. They don't strike out at all. Like, they're the best, they're like the best hitting team in baseball, honestly, at this point. Like, so I just, I think I'll pass on uh, attacking the Astros and Jay Happ is not the, not the right spot to do it. I get Jay Happ has been, uh, Jay Happ has been pretty good this year. Uh, but uh, this is not a good spot to attack the Astros. I, I just never attack the Astros. It's not really a profitable situation, so I'm not going to do it here. Yeah, yeah, I feel kind of the same about Hap. I mean, I want to like him, but you know, seven K on DraftKings is certainly tempting. Um, it's certainly a tempting price tag there, uh, just because you know he's like eight K on Fanduel. I would stay away, but seven K is an SP two. Um, it's tempting, but we know Houston has that huge upside, so you know you could end up with a negative score real quick. Um, so you know, especially in a hitter's park, so something to to you know just even though it looks tempting, just uh, I think I'm going to try to stay away from it. You mentioned Talion earlier. Do you have any interest in him here um i don't think i mentioned him but um i don't know not not really uh i don't think it's a terrible spot i mean he's been really good lately he's been really good since that uh since he had that cancer uh he came back and i, I forget what the exact stats are since he's came back uh but he's been really good uh just numbers wise for the season um Tyne is like against righties a 25.8% K percentage uh, against lefties. It's a little worse, uh, 15.5%. But like, what if Anthony Rizzo sits, right? Like that's one of the lefties that like, I would like be really happy to have sitting in this lineup. Right. Uh, yeah. So this is definitely a spot where I'm going to look to see what that Cubs lineup is. Cause the Cubs, they've thrown out some really bad lineups this year. Like I played Scott Feldman and he dropped like 30 DraftKings points because that Cubs lineup was disgusting. Like it was bad. And I, I could see them dropping another bad Cubs lineup. But if they do, I'll definitely be upping my tie and exposure. I think it's not a bad idea to get exposure to him here just because of how well he's pitched. Um, but it's not a spot where I'm in, you know, absolutely in love with, right. Uh, it's, it's a good spot, but it's not a spot where I'm, uh, you know, dying to play. The wind's blowing out eight miles an hour. It's going to be like pretty hot in Chicago to about 82 degrees. So I'm not in love with, uh, playing him, but uh, I think, you know, you have to really look at that Cubs lineup and see what, uh, see what they're going to throw out there. All right. Uh, we got one of my favorite pitchers in real life, but, you know, as for DFS purposes, haven't really been in love with the matchups he's had lately. And, again, this is kind of a spot where I'm, I'm not really in love with the matchup, but I think that there's some merit to playing him. We got Joseph Ross here going against the Braves. Uh, they strike out 20% against righties. Joe Ross, 20% to righties, 21% to lefty strikeout race this season. Um, you know, he's 7.8 on DraftKings, and uh, – over on FanDuel, he's 8.6. So FanDuel would stay away. Maybe some interest on DraftKings, though, at this price tag in tournaments. How do you feel about Joseph Ross here, Travis? I mean, I don't know. Are you, do you, I'm not targeting the pitcher that just uh, you know gave up 13 runs to Steven Strasburg. Like, Joe Ross is a guy who can blow up, too. It just... 
8.6K on FanDuel just doesn't feel like the right play there. And on DraftKings, 7.8. I just think there's like a better play. It's like I'd rather I'd rather pivot over Trevor Cahill. Uh, like I don't, you know, I don't love Trevor Cahill, but he's been pretty good this year. I mean, I don't think there's reasons to like, uh, you know, run away from him. I get the ballpark uh, is definitely a downgrade for him, right? It's something to really like, uh, really like consider. But just here's Trevor Cahill's numbers, uh, you know, uh, He's numbers are really good uh, against righties, 28.3 K percentage uh, with a ground ball rate of 60.6%. And then against lefties, 30, 30 K percentage with a uh, 72.1 ground ball percentage. I mean, uh, you know, he, this price tag 7.7 is just too cheap on DraftKings for him. He was a guy that we, I think we paid nine K at one point uh, before the injury. Uh, so he's gotten priced down because of that. And in a tough in a tough matchup uh, against Cleveland, right? He got you 14.2 DraftKings points, and he only went 4.1 innings. Like, this is a spot I'm just probably going to – I think I might load up on Trevor Cahill. It just seems like a really, really good spot. DraftKings, I like him. I think he's a really good tournament option. Uh, even in cash games, I consider him, too, against uh, Philly's offense that we've been liking to attack. I get it's a good ballpark for Philadelphia, but I think he's a guy we should consider. And uh, even on fan tool, Trevor Cahill, right? I'll probably at 8.1K, I'll still play him, too. Maybe even over Brad, Brad Peacock at the same price tag. Uh, sounds crazy, but uh, I think you could argue that Trevor Cahill uh, should be the same price tag as maybe Brad Peacock today uh, yeah. on DraftKings, right? Like, yeah, so. based on the matchup and all that. Like I do like Cahill a lot. I'm on board with you on that for sure. It's always good a good idea to focus on targeting these Philly, uh, you know, these Phillies with righties because um, they do strike out. You know, a substantial amount against righties. And Cahill has such good ground ball stuff, man. Those ground ball numbers are insane. 60.6% to righties and 72% to lefties. Absolutely elite numbers here for ground balls. And the fly balls are down, too. So um, the only thing to be concerned about is that 10% walk rate. But I think that um, I think we'll see that kind of regress um, over the season because, uh, you know, it, his control is not as bad as, um, as the numbers suggest. I think that you know he's he also I remember early in the year he had a few tough matchups where they uh they the umpires were bad they really squeezed him and uh, he ended up walking a few hitters and you know you you do that a good amount of games in a row you end up really hurting your walk percentage on the season by the All Star break so I think we'll see that regress a little bit but yeah this twenty six percent strikeout rate for the Phillies have against righties is definitely something to target here with Cahill and we get him for uh you know they let him throw eighty five pitches so I'm sure they stretch him out a little bit more now. 7700 on DraftKings is a, a great price tag. And on FanDuel at 8.1, I don't think it's crazy to, to pivot to him in tournaments either. Uh, I do think he has some good upside here. Um, on the flip side of that matchup, how about Jared Eikhoff? Like, I know that um, he hasn't had great success, but his numbers are like not are not as bad as you would think they'd be. 20.7% um, strikeout rate to righties, 17% to lefties, and 45% ground balls. The walk, walk stuff is good. His walk rate's low. And... Uh, you know, San Diego strikes out a ton to righties, you know, 26.1% strikeout rate to righties. So there's definitely some strikeout upside here for Eikhoff. Now the question is, coming off an injury, are they going to let him throw? You know, that's I haven't seen anything about a pitch count yet, but he's only 6K on DraftKings, you know. So a price tag like that, like FanDuel, I have no interest in. Like, he, I don't want, like, you know, uh, I don't want him to be my one pitcher. You know, I don't want Eikhoff to be the one guy I have. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he's not as significantly cheap over on uh, – on FanDuel. Um, He's 6.6, so I don't care. Like, pitching yeah. in tournaments doesn't matter. Or, like, I swear, it really doesn't. Like, uh, just, if it gets me the bats, like, say it gets me cores, I'll play Jared Eikhoff on a one-pitcher site for 6.6K that helps me get cores bats. Um, yeah, I don't know, Josh. I think, like, 6.6K is just pretty cheap for him. Uh, 
So, and I mean, San Diego could really try to have a really bad lineup. Like that lineup could be ugly tomorrow. If you just take like Will Myers out, like that gets ugly quick. Yeah, it could be so bad. And like, you know, just matchup based, like against a team that strikes out a ton, they let him throw. Like that's, that's the only thing here is like, you know, I really want to see them let him throw and like. I don't. I hope that like a pitch. If a pitch count gets announced, I hope it's not anything crazy. Like if it's ninety or better, I think that we could get by on this price tag. Um, you know, maybe even eighty-five pitches. I think we could get by. But uh, whatever gets posted on that, we'll keep you guys updated on our Twitter about any uh, pitch count things that pop up with Ikoff here. Um, but as of right now, if you know pitch count pending, I think that at his price tag on both sides, you could consider him me more interest on DraftKings as an SP two in tournaments because I think the upside is there. And uh, he's just, like, dirt cheap. So uh, definitely some interest in Eikhoff there. Uh, how about Sean Newcomb? Uh, I know that he got he got beat around by the Astros last time out, and he doesn't have much easier of a matchup here now against the Nationals. But, uh, you know, he, he was a guy that has been throwing well up until last game. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a spot where I think that people will definitely stay away. But, and I don't know if you've seen the Washington strikeout rate against lefties, Travis, but it's at 26%. It's very high. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not targeting, uh, I'm not targeting, I'm not taking a pitcher with, with, I'm not taking a pitcher against the Nationals who have a 5.76 run total. Just, it's not a good idea, in my opinion. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But like, there's other guys. There's other. There's better plays. Like, there's just, there's better plays there, right? Like, like, there's no point of getting a five percent new comb or something like that. Like, just play Trevor Cahill instead, right? It just, it's, there's no need to mess around. It's just, I don't know. Maybe that's why I should play new comb in one lineup if I'm building like ten. Maybe I'll get some temper. No, no, it's you're burning money. You're burning money. (laughs) What what, what do you you say when I say stuff like that? You say, okay, then you'll have nine live entries tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll have nine live entries. Yeah, it makes like I like Newcomb. I get it. Like he's a young guy. 26%, Travis. I know it comes with a 413 Woba and 236 ISO, but 26% strikeout rate, man. That's. that's, I mean, I mean, I I get it. Like you're talking about the the lineups too. What if they don't roll out? What if they roll out? They rolled out a really ugly lineup the other day. Yeah, okay. If they roll out a really ugly lineup sure right if then like but i've, I've been saying this all all podcast like uh if they roll if they, like lineups are going to be super important tomorrow but if you're telling me that they're going to roll out like a typical lineup uh like if they're going to roll out their typical lineup there's just no point like it's 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 there's better plays right like trevor kill trevor hale i don't care if trevor Cahill gets blown up tomorrow and sean newcomb throws a no hitter uh Trevor Trevor Cahill was a better play than Sean Newcomb. I'm talking like, on, Draft, on DraftKings. He's six K flat. All right, he's always six K on DraftKings. Uh, you know, I mean, if like, the lineup's ugly, sure, need to but kill you. like he doesn't, he just has to not kill you. Like you know, and he's super cheap. I'm not saying I love him. Let me make that clear. I'm not saying I love Sean Newcomb. I think that he's reserved for tournaments only, and there are actually some hitters against him in this matchup that I'll be targeting. But um, I think in tournaments for six K flat. Uh, on DraftKings, it's just like it's kind of attempting. Like, like I said, if I'm building ten lineups, I'll probably get one Newcomb in there. You know, I'm not gonna go too crazy with it. But um, I mean, six six K six K sparks my interest, but it's it's I mean, again. I don't. I think it. I think it's gonna have to be a lot of things. I think it's got to be a pitcher's on. But I think it's got to be a watered down lineup. I think the lot's gonna have to go, and I think it's gonna have to be able to get my favorite stack, like like that pay up a lot for. I think a lot of things are gonna have to align for me to ever do that but uh i don't mind lance land at that price tag uh he's a guy that I, I have interest in if he's chalky then i don't want him uh i mean there's lance lynn can become very chalky at this price tag and I, yeah i don't know though, against the mets so the mets absolutely right. mash righties that's a mistake if he ends up being chalky 
He does though. He becomes chalky like a lot. Like he does. He doesn't uh, go more than six cases. innings. Like, he gets pulled. Cheap. He gets pulled after six every time. That's like that's like if you're lucky, they don't pull him after five and a quarter. Like you know what I mean? Or five and a third, five and a quarter. There's, there's three outs. What do you mean quarter? Yeah, but, but you know I mean, what I mean. If I if I told you you got five or six innings from your pitcher and he cost six point six k and his name wasn't Lance Lynn but his name was you know uh, he was a creative player right like uh, Joe Schmo right Joe Schmo is going to go five or six innings uh, and he's six point six k I think you'd sign up for it uh, I don't I mean I also get it right like the I would Mets ask you why they don't let Joe Schmo throw more than six innings every game whether he throws eighty pitches or he throws one hundred and ten pitches it doesn't matter he's six point six k he's not nine k right he's six point six k uh i don't know i don't think it's this i mean okay so this dick you're talking about guys that throw six innings right let's look at everyone in the price tag um below jared eikoff do you know if he's going six innings no sean newcomb do you think he's gonna make it six innings no no ubaldo jimenez is he gonna make it six innings kyle gibson is he gonna make it six uh, against Baltimore, probably not. JC Ramirez against Texas uh, in the hot weather. Is he going to make it six? Kyle Freeman, will he make it six? I mean, uh, I don't know. I think I'm down at that price tag just to take five or six innings, maybe get me double digits, uh, and then it allows me to get a ton of bats that I like and help me win in the tournament. Yeah, but Travis, uh, again, these bats, though, man, these lefties, they these lefties are good. These lefties are very good on the Mets. They hit righties really well. Have you looked at the yeah, Mets sure. Numbers? They're also yeah, but they're also terrible. Like I mean, you could see a really bad Mets lineup. Like you could see an awful Mets lineup tomorrow. Well, with who? Like I mean, okay, I get Conforto's probably not going to be out there, but Granderson's in there. Cabrera's healthy. Cespedes is healthy. Jay Bruce is healthy. Duda's healthy. You know, these are all guys that can hit, man. Like you know, mm. I get it, but they can also swing and miss with the best of them. They really can. They're, they're they they swing it. They're what's what's their they can swing right? and miss. What's the strike? Let me look at this. Um, What's the strikeout rate against righties? Because I guarantee you, it's not as high there. as you're thinking. Um, it, it's not as high as I was thinking. Fourteen point eight percent. Right, they don't, they don't strike out, Travis. Against righties, they do not strike out. I'm telling you, they hit. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I told you, but this is the thing. If I told you, right, for six point six k, you can get double digits from your pitcher. Would you sign up for that right now in tournaments? You get double digits. You, I'll give you. I'll give you twelve DraftKings points. Would you do it? Who are the other options? You know what I mean. Like I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you twelve DraftKings points tomorrow with Lance Lynn. All right, let me ask you a question. Do you think that there's? Would you a, take it? Probably not. Well, just because I like See, the I other options. Here. I would take okay, it. Okay, but Travis, listen, listen. Here are the options, though. Like you have, like, do you think there's a significant chance that Lance Lynn outscores, like, say, uh, who else is in this price range here on DraftKings? Like, do you think there's a significant chance that uh, he out he outscores like Trevor Cahill tomorrow? I mean, that's that's a huge difference in a thousand dollars. I mean, a thousand one hundred dollars. I want Trevor Cahill over him. Like Trevor Cahill is like my favorite pitcher on the slate. I think. Like, like yeah. the more and more I think about All it, right? Like, so you would find you would find you would find totally the, you'll find the eleven hundred to get to Cahill right over. Sure, but if someone's like looking right now and they like only have like six thousand six hundred or less, like Lance Lynn is the best option under six thousand six hundred or less. Okay, yeah. If you're looking for sixty six hundred or less, like specifically, he's the best option. But I don't think that if I cough without a pitch count, you know, I don't think he's that far behind him. You know, like I don't think it's like a significant amount behind. But okay, I could see some merit to Lance Lynn. Like I, I get what you're doing, but I just I just feel like just I mean his downside is negative points tomorrow against the Mets. Oh, so is Jared Eikhoff, so is Sean Newcomb, so is Jimenez, so is Gibson, and so is Jason Merritt. They all have negative downside, too. They really do. Yeah, I mean, Newcomb only has one negative game, though, since he's been throwing in the majors, and that was against 
the Houston Astros last game in you know in, at SunTrust. So like that was that was a tough matchup for him, you know. So yeah, and the Nationals are another tough matchup. Yeah, but it's not in SunTrust. It's in Washington, you know. Sure, it's, but it's and, and, the and, are good. And Houston doesn't strike out at twenty six percent rate against lefties. Like that, you have to keep that in mind too. So Newcomb's strikeout. Strikeout upside is uh, is a lot higher in this matchup. I'm not saying that Newcomb's like the best pitcher on the slate. Like I said, I just think that like I might even like him over Lynn. But I mean, call me crazy for that. But um, I don't know. I mean, like again, if he's like chalky Lance Lynn, I'm gonna run because uh, I don't want to play a chalky Lance Lynn. Uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense to play a chalky Lance Lynn. But if he's not, I don't mind getting exposure to him. I think we talked too much about Lance Lynn here. We get where we stand. You like Lance Lynn as long as he's not chalky at this price tag. And I'm saying I'm very hesitant to do this. I mean, like I get it, but I just don't think that I'll have any Lance Lynn tomorrow. I just, I, I, I just stay away. But, um, but I get it. I get it. I think we both cross off the the chorus pitchers here, like no Rodon, no no Freeland, right? No, yeah, all these guys are Pass, passing on JCR here in Texas, right? Against the yeah, no thanks. Uh, passing on both both uh, pitchers in this Minnesota Orioles game, right? No to Jimenez, no to Gibson. Yeah, nope, they're all terrible. Uh, all right, so how about Steven Matz? He's the last guy here. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention him. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm struggling to do it uh, personally. Uh, it's not the uh, I, I get it 8.1k and he's looked a lot better. Uh, I think he's a guy I'll maybe like sprinkle in uh, my tournaments. Uh, if I'm making 20 teams, I'll throw him in uh, a couple maybe, but it's not I'm not in love with it. Uh, I think he's a decent decent tournament option, uh, but uh, it's like. <sighs> It's tough. It's tough to roster. Uh, it's tough to roster Steven Matz, but he's been a lot better lately. And uh, I thought he was going to kind of blow up the pass start against, uh, I forget which one, one of these pass starts that I was going to blow up, but he's looked a lot better. So maybe it's something I need to be starting to jump on with Steven Matz. And, uh, yeah, he's not a blow up. You should know this as a Mets fan. He's not He's not a blow up kind of pitcher, man. Like he's really, you really rarely see Steven Matz blow up. He's just so efficient. He's got incredible ground ball stuff too, man. Like 53%. I know. He's been, right? he's yeah, he was, really, he was really bad when he first came back and he just hasn't been throwing he hasn't been throwing his slider and like he wasn't good last year when he stopped throwing his slider so i just figured uh but i figured he'd kind of still continue to struggle but he really hasn't so he I said know. i think he said he's gonna stop throwing it because it's causing too much strain on his arm right that was the issue yeah yeah but like okay if you're not gonna throw one of your better pitches like you're not gonna be as efficient or as good right like so that's just the problem. So I don't know. Maybe I mean, looking, maybe. looking. I don't mean to cut you off, but looking at these hitters in the St. Louis lineup, man, like Piscotti, Fowler, like you know, Jerko, Molina, Gurchuk, like these guys all hit left-handed pitching pretty well. But like the numbers don't translate as far as like their ISO at one nineteen against lefties on the season. You know, their WOBA at two seventy five. Their BABIP is like awful at two hundred. And, you know, the K percentage just jump up to 20% against lefties. So, I mean, and the only thing that's, like, really concerning is that walk rate. They have a really high walk rate against lefties, almost 15%. But Mets doesn't walk a lot of guys under 7% walk rate to both sides of the plate. So, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, Mets is a guy that, like, I feel like he's a sneaky tournament play here because I feel like people just, you know, last year when he, you know, when he was running hot, everyone was jumping all over the match train, you know. Like, it was like, you know, he was chalky a lot of nights uh, a couple of seasons ago and last season. But, um I just I don't know I I just I feel like maybe this is a spot where we could get a really low on Mets and he could come out and you know strike out a few batters and have a great outing and and really like put up a big show so I uh, it's it's tough man it's it's I think I'll have some tournament tournament exposure to Mets but obviously like if you're playing cash I would stay away from Mets just because the floor is not there I don't think he gets blown up but uh, I don't know I think that um, so like 
you have to look at like the prices, like we said. Like at eight point, he's eight point one on DraftKings. How much is he over on FanDuel? Let me see. On FanDuel, he is eight point nine. So like, I think you can stay away from him on FanDuel, but I think on DraftKings, like if you want to throw him in there and like pair him with like you know a cheaper option or like you know like somewhere like Cahill and like get that extra. If it, if that gives you the extra cap boost, like if you go with say uh, you know you want to go with Mats over a guy like Price. And it gives you an extra cap to get you some, uh, you know, a couple extra cores bats. I think it's worth it. So, definitely something to, to look at in tournaments. Not saying I'm in love with the play, but uh, I don't think that it's an easy pass either. So, uh, so we covered all the pitchers here. Travis, why don't you give us a quick, one more quick, uh, quick time, just a quick summary. Who's your rundown here for your top arms on the slate? Um, well, I guess like the the rundown is uh, make sure to look at lineups and see if there's any ugly lineups and try to attack those if you can. Number two, um, Trevor Cahill's the best pitcher from a point per dollar perspective uh, in tournaments. Uh, he's, he's the best pitcher, in my opinion. I'm going to make sure to have him in my lineups. Uh, and I like buying like a lot of these like top-tier pitchers, like the Darvishes, the Prices, the Archers, the Lesters, uh, all these other guys that we talked about. Uh, I kind of just like buying them at a... Uh, Kind of like buying them on like the right side, like buying Lester on DraftKings for 9K, uh, buying uh, Darvish for 9-4 on FanDuel. That's kind of the way I think I'm going to approach it. And uh, be sure to look out for umpires and ugly lineups tomorrow and to just kind of, uh, you know, navigate that and figure it out. And if you're wondering how like a really bad lineup will affect uh, affect things, just go to the plate IQ and look at like the K percentage and see how it changes once the projected lineup's out. See see what the, you know, what, 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 what the numbers basically show. That's uh, a very so good yeah. point. Yeah, definitely check out the Plate IQ if you haven't. It's a great tool here at Roto Grinders. Um, but yeah, I, I'm my. Uh, I just like David Price a lot here. That's like he's one of my my top arms here. You know, with the park upgrade going against a team that strikes out a ton against lefties, so do like Price a lot. Um, and I also uh, like Cahill a lot, especially as an SP two option on DraftKings. Don't think that pairing Price and Cahill is a bad idea. I think that might be a good route that I'm going to end up going. Uh, I think if you're going super cheap value, you could pick between either uh, Eikhoff or uh, or Newcomb, pending the pitch count on Eikhoff. And uh, I think Lance Lynn, as you mentioned, is not a terrible terrible option at this price tag at 6.6. Uh, Peacock only on FanDuel at 8.1K. Stay away from DraftKings. Stay away from Jarvis on DraftKings, too. And uh, I wouldn't hate some Tanaka as well in tournaments uh, on both sides. So that's where I'm at at pitching. Uh, anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the bats? No, yeah, let's head over to the bats. All right. We're going to start with the catcher position, the good old fun catcher position. Um, you know, if you guys listen to us, you know that we like to go for a cheap catcher, try to correlate to our lineups and, and try to look for the most, you know, upside here. We try not to pay up for catcher if we don't have to. So, uh, you know, we've had some good slates where we didn't have to and we find some good options now. Uh, you know, the slate's kind of tricky at catcher because, you know, there's some some of the top pit, some of the top catchers here are, are in toughish matchups. So, uh, it's going to come down to like where you want to end up going, where you're building. Travis, kick us off a catcher here. Who are you looking at? Um, yeah, there's not a lot to love, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it's just like like Wilson Ramos against a lefty is something I understand doing. I mean, he's just a really good hitting catcher. Uh, I'll probably have interest in like a Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, it, I'm playing a lot of tournaments though, right? I don't really see like a supreme value yet. It's going to be one of those things where like I'll wait to see like what catcher comes out in the lineup to make my cash game. Like if I was playing cash games tomorrow, the way I would approach it is I wouldn't be like all set on a catcher right now. Like of course, like Russell Martin batting second. I know Brad Peacock's not the best matchup for him, but like 
Planning second is like a really good value at catcher, but I'm just going to wait to see what lineup spot catchers go into. Uh, I'm going to wait to see uh, what what value plays we get at catcher, and uh, that that's the way I would approach cash games. Wait for the lineups to come out, and look at that, and then uh, evaluate from there. Uh, and in tournaments, I'm just going to stack up my catchers. Like if I'm playing Texas, I'll put in Jonathan Lucroy. If I'm playing Boston, uh, Wellington Castillo. You know, welcome to the squad. Like uh, if I'm playing, like yeah, if I'm playing, uh, if I'm playing the Astros against Jay Hap, I'll throw in Evan Gaddis. Right? Uh, it's it just, just kind of the way I'm going to approach it. I don't see any of that like absolutely love all that I love that pop. There's no guys that I'm just like, oh, this is a supreme matchup. I need to play him. Right? Uh, so it just depends on that. Uh, and that that's kind of the way I think the best way to approach it. I it's things I can't really like offer you my like, you know, favorite catcher at each position, uh, my favorite, uh, you know, two catchers right now. Right. But I think it's one of those things that we're just on a Sunday, right before the all-star break, we're really gonna have to wait and see. And there's no just matchups where it's like, uh, you know, it's not like Gary Sanchez versus Derek Holland. And like, you're just all in on it. Right. Or like a Russell Martin against a Derek Holland. There's no matchup that just screams. You have to play it. Uh, so um, that's kind of the way I'm approaching it right now. Yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same. This is like going to be a tricky spot. Sundays, a lot of catchers like to rest, so um, we end up getting a lot of backup catchers and some cheap value that pops up. Um, as of right now, uh, like you said, Lucroy and my Texas stacks. I think uh, Wellington Castillo is just way too cheap on DraftKings at two point eight. You get beef, you know, at a, at a nice uh, cheap price tag over there, and you know, and he's a, he's in a good matchup, so. Uh, over on FanDuel 2.4, he's cheap too. So definitely some interest there. And like you know, we like you get get to go beef when he hits a home run. You know, you get to yell at beef. So that's always fun. But uh, yeah, definitely like him there. If I'm paying up for catcher, I think that uh, there's definitely some interest in Evan Gaddis for me. We know that he, he's made a career out of mashing lefties, and he gets a lefty here in um, Toronto. Jay, you know, Jay Happ's been a little bit better lately, but you know, still left-handed arm and a good hitting ballpark. So. Definitely some interest in Gaddis there. And, and Gary Sanchez, if I'm going to stack up the Yankees, got to get some Gary the Goat exposure. So that's where I'm at at catcher. Uh, you ready to get out of this catcher mess and get to first base? Yeah, let's head over to first. All right. Now, first base is uh, loaded as usual, so uh, a lot more options to, to look at here. Um, you know, there's some guys that we'd normally be interested in that are in tough matchups, so I, I'm probably going to pass on guys like Smoke and Morales. I'm probably going to pass on... Uh, you know, an Eric Thames. I'm probably going to pass on Mitch Moreland against Archer. Uh, probably going to pass on uh, Rizzo here against uh, Talion. Um, you know, I, I think I could have some interest in Freddie Freeman. I think that, you know, him coming back is, is definitely a good addition to the Atlanta lineup, and they've gotten a little bit stronger. So wouldn't hate going Freddie Freeman. Um, no interest in Carpenter against Mets. You know, a lot of these guys that we usually have interested in this are tough. I think what's going to end up happening is I'm just going to end up hedging between the cores first baseman, between Mark Reynolds against the lefty here and Abreu against the lefty. Abreu absolutely mashes lefties. And if you look at those numbers, you'll see it. They're, they're just clear there. You know, he's a guy that throughout his whole career has just hit left-hand pitching really well. So with that, with the park upgrade and cores, probably going to make Abreu my number one and, like, Mark Reynolds, like, my 1A. But, you know, maybe like a 60-40 like a hedge here. Uh, between Abreu and Reynolds for me. That's where I'm going to end up. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at first? Oh, uh, yeah. So I like the Jose Abreu call. He's a guy I'll have interest in. Uh, if I'm playing like uh, if I'm playing uh, White Sox stacks, which I'll probably play some, uh, I'll probably have him in there. Like guy like Mike Reynolds, too, would want to put him in my Colorado ones. Uh, so that those are guys that, you know, those cores bats you're definitely going to have to have interest in, right? Makes sense. Uh, 
I definitely really like to play. Uh, I think my favorite play is uh, Trey Mancini uh, against the righty here in Kyle Gibson. Uh, I mean, Mancini's just been mashing righties this year. Uh, so I think Mancini is a guy I'm going to uh, have a ton of interest in on this slate. He's probably one of my favorite tournament plays. Uh, so uh, he's pretty cheap too. So um, I'm going to probably load up on him. Uh, is, this is another slate where we kind of have to like see like like there should we could get some first baseman punts like a G-man Choi. This guy's been uh, two on runs the last couple games, uh, so he's hitting the ball pretty well. Uh, so he's a guy that you know you have to uh, have to consider if they can get him like for a cheap punt on Fandle for two point two k. I wouldn't hate that, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh yeah, Eric Thames. That was a guy I wanted to talk about. If he's in the lineup against Tanaka with the short porch, uh, I know Tanaka is not the easiest matchup, but he's a guy I would definitely. Uh, have some uh, consideration in, right? I think it makes a ton of sense uh, to play him in this spot. But yeah, uh, first base is not as loaded as I uh, would think. Uh, it's normally, you know, on like a slate like this, you would think it was loaded. It's not as, I'm not in love with, ever, in love with it uh, like I normally am. But I think uh, for me, Jose Abreu and Trey Mancini are like my one and two on this slate. How about you, Josh? Uh, yeah, for me, it would be just Reynolds and Abreu. And I think that... Um... Like I said, uh, maybe some um, some uh, some. If you're gonna go somewhere else, I think that you could get some value. You said Choi. You mentioned my Choi call that threw me off. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, Choi definitely has a lot of pop in his bat. But um, yeah, you know, like I said, Freeman would be like my pivot off of the core's bats. So I'll probably end up just paying up for first base. But mostly just some Abreu and Mark Reynolds for me. It's gonna be the route that I go. Uh, is Freeman is Freeman first base eligible on DraftKings? Is he he's third base now? Uh, well, uh, he's, oh, he's got he's, both. He's yeah, got both. Okay. yeah, I think enough people complained to where they made him multi-position eligible. They, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if they just moved him over or if they kept him yet. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, what, they probably I didn't know what they were going to end up doing with it. Yeah, they found like a middle of the road solution. They're like, all right, you know, yeah. if you're multi, but you have a multi-position eligible product, you might as well just put them at both. You know, so yeah, I like I like Freeman. I think he's. Uh, I was being look at Fanduel when I was, uh, you know, looking and. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think Freeman's a really good option too. I would definitely like him on DraftKings at first. Throwing him in there is not a bad call. All right, let's move on to second base now. Uh, second base, you know, is is a good few options here that that are definitely going to spark interest. Obviously, the chorus bats are going to have interest in Lemayhu and the human sneeze. But I think I'm going to go back to the well with Odor. Odor is a guy that uh, you know the Texas bats have been hot. They've been playing at home in that that great hitting environment. So um, I'm just going to keep riding that train out on Odor and just uh, just keep plugging him in. Uh, I really like him a lot. You know, good run total here, 5.48 runs against JCR here in Texas. So uh, definitely going to have some good Rangers exposure. Don't mind some Brandon Dozier against Jimenez. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he always has a lot of pop in his bat, and he seems to go under-owned a lot. So you could get him at a, at a good uh, at a good ownership, I think, tomorrow. Um but yeah, it's just other than that, it gets kind of murky. Like maybe Altuve if I'm making a Houston stack, but like I'm not in love with paying that price tag for him, so probably not going to have too much exposure to him. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to end up just keeping my exposure probably to to Odor and maybe get some shares of Lemayhu and Dozier. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at second base on this slate? 
Yeah, I think uh, LeMahieu and Odor are both really good options tomorrow. Uh, but I have a lot of interest in, I think, uh, Brian Dozier. Yeah, I love him. His price tag is good. I'll definitely have interest in him. And uh, Jonathan Scope, or Shup, whatever his last name is. Uh, yeah, everyone keeps, you know, I, I still don't know what his name is. Everyone gives different names on him. But uh, uh, he's a guy I'm definitely going to have interest in on this slate. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's just a contrarian guy that people won't pay up for and has a ton of pop against a guy like Kyle Gibson who's not good. So uh, he's a guy I like a ton in tournaments. Think I'll have a think I'll have a bunch of exposure to him uh, on the slate. He's a guy that I definitely think uh, definitely think will go under owned, right? So that that's kind of somewhere I'm definitely going to look at. But uh, second's not totally loaded. There's some decent options. Uh, I think uh, yeah, for me, my my one and two though are, are uh, Sh- uh, Scope and uh, Dozier. All right, yeah, for me, it's going to be Odor. And Dozier with some Lemayhu sprinkled in, and uh, don't hate that. Uh, that sh- I'm just gonna call him Shoop. I don't hate the Shoop play. I, I don't. Whatever you say his name, I don't hate that. But uh, probably just gonna have a lot of Odor and Dozier, and maybe some Lemayhu sprinkled in. Let's move on over to the hot corner, third base. Travis, go ahead, kick us off here at third. Yeah, so like Nolan Arenado is clearly a good player, right? Against a lefty, it just makes a ton of sense. Uh, like uh, if you have the money, sure. But I mean, uh, he's probably gonna only fit in if I'm doing core stacks, right? That's kind of what I would do. Uh, I'm just gonna go to Manny Machado, though, right? Uh, Manny Machado is 3K on Fanduel. Again, he's way too cheap. He's hitting better than uh, he's hitting better than uh, that price tag. He's just uh, well, he's not hitting better, but he's going to start hitting better than that price tag. And he had that two home runs the other day. That was great when that happened. It was a really, really good laugh uh, when that happened because people were talking about all the advanced numbers and how he's going to get better and it's going to get better. And others were saying, "Oh no, he's not. He hasn't been that great this year." And look, he uh, he got he hit the two home runs. So you know, it took the quick victory lap for fun. It was a good one. But uh, I'm going back to the well. Like I'm 4.3k on uh, DraftKings too. I'll go back to the wall on him too there. I think he's a a great play. I don't mind Matt Davidson if he's in the lineup against Kyle Freeland. He's like a good way to be different in your uh, in your uh, White Sox stacks and also like a Todd Frazier. He's got to consider uh, Freddie Freeman against Joe Ross on FanDuel and on DraftKings. You can put him in there. Miguel Sano against Ibaldo Jimenez. Uh, again, third base is preloaded. So on DraftKings, I definitely advocate trying to throw Freddie Freeman at first base. I like third base a lot more than uh, first base. So what I would do is I would try and uh, get exposure to a lot of these different third basemen. Uh, but Manny Machado is my favorite one for sure. Yeah, uh, I like Machado too a lot. I like that call. Sano too. I like him a lot. Hard contact going against Jimenez. There's a lot of good bats in this Orioles and Twins game to, to target. Um, uh, obviously, though, Arenado is going to be like the top play, and he's probably going to be super chalky. Uh, he, he is really expensive now, though, like way more expensive than he's been the last few days. 5.4K over on uh, DraftKings. So you have him priced up over there, but like I think he's worth it in this matchup at home against the lefty. Uh, the last two matchups at home against Lefty is homered. I think that he's in a, a good candidate to homer once again. 4700 on FanDuel, still worth the price tag over there. So, going to have a lot of Arenado, but I think I'll have to, like, if, you know, again, like, you know, I'm going to try to get exposure to all three of these top guys. So, if I'm going to, you know, like, percentage it out, I'd probably have 50% Arenado, 25 Sano, and 25 Machado for me. Um, that's probably where I'm going to end up going. And if Joey Gallo is in the lineup, I don't hate him as like a part of a wraparound stack for the Rangers. If he's in batting in that nine hole, you could go like Gallo, Chu, and like Mazzara, you know, and Odor. So um, don't hate that Gallo play if he's in the lineup. You know, huge ISO against righties at home. So it's a good spot to look. Uh, so for me, yeah, that's that's going to be my top play. is going to be Arenado, followed by a 2A and 2B of Machado and Sano. 
Um, did you mention your? Uh, you said Machado was your favorite. You, who's your? Uh, who's your two then, Travis? Who's your one two? Um, I mean, there's a lot I like. Like it's one of those where I'm just gonna try and get overweight on guys. Uh, I'm not just gonna pick two. Uh, there's like Sano, Freeman, Frazier, Matt Davidson, and Arenado. I'm gonna try and get exposure to all of them if I can, and try and get overweight. Uh, and try and like fit them in with my stacks type of thing. Uh, that's kind of how I'm going to do it. But Machado is my one. And then those are, those all, all guys will be my number two. I'll put them all there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I get that. It's one of those slates. Uh, let's move on to shortstop now. Um, shortstop, very thin position on the slate. Uh, Tim Anderson seems to go pretty underpriced here on DraftKings, 3.6K. If he's batting in the one hole leading off against the lefty here at Coors, I feel like that's kind of an automatic play on DraftKings for me, just, you know, free free square. But, you know, where it's going to tear me up is uh, I really like Trevor Story against the lefty. Really, really crushes lefties at home and gets a good matchup here against the lefty and Rodone. So uh, I'm going to try to split my exposure here between Story and Anderson. But, man, 3.6K is just, it's just too cheap on DraftKings for a shortstop leading off at Coors, you know. So uh, as long as he's in that one hole, I'm definitely going to have a ton of Tim Anderson. Now, story on FanDuel pricing, 3.6K for story over there. Um, and uh, Timothy Anderson's 3,400. So I think on FanDuel, it's pretty safe to just go with story over Anderson. But on, uh, on DraftKings with the price difference being a little bit more significant, a 400 cap, I think that uh, Tim Anderson makes a good good value play here with story. Um, right behind them for me. So, uh, but other than that, there's just not too much to love. Like I can see playing Elvis Andreas here, but um, I think I'm going to try to just keep my core tight at shortstop between Story and Tim Anderson, just because of the spot that they're in and their price tags. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at it short? Yeah, I mean that's not a bad idea. I might just like look at these cores guys mainly, and then try and like see what i can get like i mean if i'm doing a twin stack maybe go like escobar polanco throw them to be different but uh yeah shortstop is terrible uh yeah i think like story's the guy i might, I might just really attack story and hope he hits a home run and hope i get that home run and call it a day but uh shortstop is not so great tomorrow i mean elvis andrews if you're playing texas stacks i like going in he'll be back in second or third he's in a pretty decent spot but again man shortstop is not that great and uh it's not maybe it's not a bad position to punt tomorrow, right? If we get a good punt, shortstop uh, hitting high in the order, I wouldn't hate that. So that's something to uh, consider as well. Wait, we'll kind of wait for lineups, and uh, but I think for both of us, our favorite shortstop is Story. If we had to pick, yeah, I'd go Story for sure. I think Story is a good home run candidate tomorrow. Uh, always, always crushes lefties, man. It's just like a career thing for him. So love him there. And like I said, Tim Anderson. Just like you, there's really no point because the depth is so shallow here at shortstop. And this is where roster construction really comes into play and in figuring out like what positions you want to like build a tight core at. And uh, I think this is a, a somewhere where you want to build, you know, just keep it tight between those two guys, just because the matchup, the park upgrade, and and the price, and you're getting stock in two high scoring offenses here, you know, and, and with that park upgrade in cores, you know, six point two nine run applied total for the Rockies, uh, applied run total for the White Sox at five point seven one. You're getting cheap stock, you know, in in, in both of these teams. And uh, you get them with guys that have have good amount of upside. So uh, story probably a little bit more upside just because he has the extra pop in his bat. So it would go. Yeah, we'll go. We'll both go with story and Tim Anderson. I think right. Yep, sounds about good to me. All right, let's go to the outfield, Travis. You kick us off here at the outfield because uh, there's so many options here to sift through, and um, you know we always stress uh, you have to have to focus on correlation, and outfield's a good spot to do that because you got three slots. So um, you know just. Work around your roster construction to figure out where you want to go. Um, Travis, you go ahead. Who are you looking at outfield here on the slate? 
Yeah, so um, outfield for me, like, uh, I mean, I like these I like these Baltimore outfielders, like the Seth Smith, the Adam Jones, the Mark Trumbo. I like them a ton. They're going to be outfielders I have interest in. Uh, the Texas outfielders, the Chu, Mazzara, the Gomez, I'll have interest in all of them. Uh, even the Chicago outfielders, uh, Melky, Adam Engel, if he's batting towards the top, uh, maybe we can have Isil Garcia. I kind of hope we do, but he's battling an injury, so that's a struggle for him. Uh, and, of course, the core, you know, the Colorado outfielders, Builders, the uh, you know Charlie Blackman's and then whichever guys they make sure they play. I mean, all those guys are outfielders. I'm going to have a ton of interest in on this slate. I think they're guys that you want to uh, want to be considering for sure. Um, other outfielders to consider. Uh, weird, Marlon Gonzalez uh, is uh, now in the outfield on FanDuel. Uh, didn't see that coming. So uh, you know, if you're playing, uh, kind of makes playing uh, playing Houston a little interesting now with him in the outfield. Uh, I don't think this is the right spot to do it but like Guriel, right you can play like Gar- gonzalez and Guriel now and be like super contrarian with your lineup so that's pretty interesting um but anyway sorry just kind of got sidetracked while i was scrolling uh, i think uh, i know i talked about how uh, i like lance lynn right but uh these mets these mets uh lefties right uh throwing like uh, just the mets outfield in general like cesspit is jay bruce and granderson like that combo on fandle is just a pretty good price tag for them. So I would have interest in possibly throwing them in and then like pairing with an Estrubal Cabrera if you want to do a Mets stack. I think that's not a terrible way to go if you want to, especially if Lance Lynn is chalky, right? If he's going to be chalky, uh, there's int- there's 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 good reason to leverage play uh, leverage play that so you can uh, jump a lot of the field. So I think that's not a terrible uh, route to go. Um, but yeah, what about you, Josh? Who are the outfielders that you like on this slate? Uh, right back to these Texas outfielders again for me, Travis. Really like Chu, Mazzara, and Gomez. Um, mainly Chu and Mazzara. Um, Gomez, of course, has upside, but want to focus on getting these lefties from Texas in here against JCR. That's like where his real struggles come is, is against lefties. So uh, that's where you want to you want to pick on JCR with lefties in this matchup. So make sure you you know that's why I said I really like Odor too, and I think that Chu and Mazzara make a fine correlation play there to Odor. Uh, and even if you want to get that wraparound with Gallo in the nine hole, I think that's something to look at too. Do like these Baltimore outfielders as well, and they're super cheap on DraftKings. Three point six for Seth Smith, Adam Jones three point six, Trumbo four K. So, and even your boy Mancini is four point one K on DraftKings, and he's outfield eligible. So, um, so if that's something interesting on on DraftKings, if you want to do that. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, Kepler's priced up at four point seven, so I'm not sure if I'll get too much exposure to him, but. Don't mind some Grossman at 3.4K on DraftKings and 3.8 for Rosario. Uh, don't mind those either. But I think I'm going to like just focus heavily on these Texas outfielders. And Melky, man, Melky is a guy that hits lefties really well throughout his career and just doesn't seem to get enough credit for it, you know. And 4.5 on DraftKings is certainly a price I'm willing to pay to get that Melky exposure against a lefty. And 4.3 on FanDuel, you know, a bit more steep for the, you know, relative pricing there. So not sure if I'd be able to get him in a lineup over there. But I uh, do like Garcia, too. And uh, Engel is also in play if he's batting in that seven hole. Uh, Blackman, obviously, I have interest in. But, you know, it is a lefty-lefty matchup. So I think that you might get some uh, ownership deflation on him over there. You know, he's 5.5K. On DraftKings too, so I think that's gonna like make the Blake the Blackman ownership go down a little bit, especially with these. Uh, and on top of that, you have the high price pitchers on the slate. People might not have the cap for that, so you might get a nice low ownership. Four point two on FanDuel for Blackman, uh, a bit cheaper over there. So maybe you could get him in if you want to get him in there. But um, and I think Ryan Rayburn is a good value play uh, going against Newcomb. I mentioned earlier I have some interest in him in tournaments, but I think that Rayburn um, is an, if he's hitting in that two hole. 
against a lefty. You know, he's like a lefty, you know, left hit, like hits lefties. That's what he does. He's a specialist at hitting lefties, great platoon guy. So you got him at 2.8K on DraftKings, which is uh, absolute great salary relief um, on uh, on DraftKings there. And 2K, he's basically free on FanDuel. So if you're looking for some like real salary, salary cap relief and it helps you boost up some of your bats or maybe get a, a higher price pitcher you like, definitely think there's some merit to going Rayburn on the slate, especially with that uh, almost six-run implied total for the Nationals offense. Uh, gets you some stock over there. So, um, so yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm looking at. These Texas outfielders, the White Sox outfielders. Ray Burns, my favorite value play. And uh, I'll have a little bit of interest in this Orioles and Twins game for the outfielders there. Uh, anyone else here that you want to mention before we move on to the stack of the day, Travis? Yeah, I think on, like, Fandle, like, Kepler is still way too cheap. Uh, and, like, Grossman's a really good play. Kepler is 2.8K. Grossman's, like, 3K, so that's a really good price. Oh, wow. I yeah, yeah. yeah didn't, didn't also mention uh, George Springer. I mean, this guy's a guy that you want to attack when he's hot, and if you have the money for George Springer, that's just a problem, right? I feel like I don't have 4500 for George Springer, but if you have the money for him, uh, I don't blame you. Just listen to this game log. Uh, this is since uh, since the 4th of July. We'll go uh, 40.1, 37.6, 363.3, and 12.5. So, yeah, that's just the reason to definitely be considering George Springer. We didn't mention Carlos Correa, right? Like, he's he's expensive at shortstop. Lefty he's matcher. Yeah, lefty matcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. Could, I mean the Gaddis, Altuve, Correa, and Springer combo, it's expensive. But if you somehow can make it work, uh, I think you should, right? <laughs> Houston's going to go so low on tomorrow. They, they go criminally low on good matchups and good ballparks just because, uh, you know, there's, like, core slates now and stuff and, like, Texas slates and Arizona slates, you know. So people people really uh, tend to not want to, you know, spend up on these uh, Arizona, uh, this uh, Houston bats. And Houston tends to be very overpriced, too. Or yeah, maybe not I, I, overpriced, but they seem to be priced, say, more fair than other teams, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I I do the same. Like, I don't play Houston as much as I should, uh, but yeah, it's just something to note. Uh, obviously, Jay Hap's not a guy we want to totally attack, but, uh, you know, he, you know, a team like Toronto. Houston is just such a good hitting team and can rough them up. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure in tournaments, so. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the stack of the day. Uh, if you guys listen, other than yesterday where Travis cheated and, <laughs> and went to course for the stack of the day, we tried to stay away from uh, it was a short slate. So, you know, we'll give you a pass on that one. But we uh, we tend not to include cores into our stacks of the day. Obviously, you know, huge run totals at Coors Field. It's far and away the best hitting environment in Major League Baseball. And it's not even close. So uh, always want to stack hitters from that game so uh chorus is a stack that you should definitely be looking at but we're not going to include that game into our stack of the day uh travis uh you go ahead kick us off here with the stack of the day bud yeah so i overthought the stack of the day yesterday i should have just played the dodgers like i said well i did play them actually you know i ended up getting on them because of the weather and i tweeted that out talked about how i mean that weather was just too juicy it was like 94 but uh Man, I just overthought it on the podcast, and I went with uh, the uh, the White Sox, which made sense. They still, I mean, they they could have done a little better, but uh, uh, the the Dodgers definitely got the job done. And I mean, I talked about them a ton, so they they got the job done. But um, I'm not going to overthink it. Uh, I think the Orioles are the play there here. Uh, they're just on um, both Fanduel and DraftKings. The price tags are really good. Uh, for them, and I'm just going to play the Orioles here. I think it's a good spot against Kyle Gibson. I think it makes a ton of sense. 
Well, so I think the Orioles, I mean, just the, the price tags are great on them. And I, I, I'm going to like going them. And just a way to be different with them is throwing in Trey Mancini because I don't think people will play him. So that'll be the way I'm different in my Orioles stacks. And uh, I'll be loading up on Machado, Mancini, and then those outfielders. And even the Jonathan School, people who don't want to pay for him, uh, they'll pay for other guys. And they won't go up to him. And I'm going to go up to him. So all those Orioles, I think, are really good plays tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Orioles, too. Uh, my stack today, I'm actually just going to go back to the well again. I know I keep doing it, but it keeps working out, and it's definitely something I think I'm going to end up doing again. Stack up these Texas hitters. Just keep stacking away. We've got a nice, healthy lineup here, and all these guys could absolutely mash. I mean, like just looking top to bottom, every single hitter in this lineup is a threat for a home run, and you're putting them in a hot Texas environment where the ball really flies against a righty like JCR who uh, you know has his struggles. Um this is definitely a spot where, where I think it should be worth attacking. With cores on the slate, you should get some deflated ownership too, uh, especially if you're going to be putting guys like Beltre or Gallo in your third base slot instead of Arenado, or if you're going with like Chu and Mazzara over any of the outfielders and cores. Uh, I think that you get a nice deflated ownership here. So definitely going to be stacking up these Texas hitters. Um, JCR just struggles against lefties too. You know, he gives up big fly balls to lefties. And I'm just going to keep riding this Texas train and, and until the wheels fall off. So uh, the Rangers are going to be my stack of the day once again. Uh, I think that I think that this is the spot to, to, to stack them up once again and, and just you know keep taking advantage of these runs that they're scoring in this great environment that they have at home. So that's where I'm going to be. All right, anything else you want to mention here before we wrap it up, Travis? No, I think uh, I think that's it. I think it's a pretty uh, pretty fun tournament slate. I'm just going to kind of uh, cruise into the cruise into the all-star break with just some tournaments and hopefully hopefully maybe i take something down uh rather than playing some cash games tomorrow just uh have a fun day and then uh you know just uh take a little break with the all-star break coming up so that'll be nice awesome all right that's it we covered it travis i think we did nine days straight in podcasts am i right did we do nine days straight yep yeah nine (laughs) days straight and uh it's not uh it's technically technically not over yet because we do the 14th for damn box so we'll make it 10 days uh technically i mean it's obviously not 10 days straight but it's uh 10 slate straight you could say because the 10th 11th 12th and 13th there's no slate so uh we'll be back on that friday to cover for dan friday the 14th it's gonna be a nightmare uh special you know give you a nice little uh friday the 14th special isn't that friday the 13th josh Uh, that's friday the 13th man uh, what a big swing and a miss by uh, old Joshy Sir Giant here. Real whiff there. But uh, I don't know why I thought it was Friday the 14th. We'll make Friday the 14th special for you guys, though, because we'll be back, you know. So uh, we really enjoyed covering the Fantasy Fix podcast for Dan. We love, uh, appreciate all the love that you guys gave us for that, too. Um, but, yeah, so, th- you know, this is it. We'll, we'll see you guys after the All-Star break, though. We'll be back, like you said, Friday the 14th to cover for Dan on the Fantasy Fix. But you can give us both a follow on Twitter. Follow me at Real. Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And uh, you can interact with us. You know, what I really want to suggest to you guys before we sign off here is uh, when the All-Star break comes, it's a great time to take a step back and um, just look at the holes in your game and look at the strategies you've been taking. Look, look over all your entries. Look at, you know, what's worked, what hasn't, and really try to refine. Like, you know, this is a good, the All-Star break is always a good time to, to kind of take a step away and, and look at how you've been approaching dfs and see you know if there's anything that you work on you could always always improve it's, it, dfs is a game that you could always find things to improve on find ways to make your lamps better find ways to make your strategy better so definitely suggest you do that and uh if you have any questions about 
uh, you know, strategy or, or game theory or approach, like feel free to hit us both up on Twitter during the All-Star break. We'd love to interact with you guys. So, uh, yeah, uh, but we'll, you know, with that, like I said, we're off now until the All-Star break, and we'll see you when, when, uh, when baseball comes back. We'll be here. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the games and talk to you soon. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh, Sir Giant. Peace out, Grinders. knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only.